Welcome to the new episode. Thanks for tuning in today, you guys. Welcome to the new episode of... Welcome to Compost, the podcast where we dig deep into the world of communications and explore the ins and outs of this ever-evolving field. My name is Daphne. And I'm Niels, and today we're going to be talking about our future in the field of professional communication. Hello. Hey there. How you doing? I'm doing alright. How are you doing? Alright, I have a bit of a cold, so my voice is kind of, you know... Raspy. I kind of rate it, actually. <laughs> I kind of rate it. <laughs> what? That's such a terrible way to say it. it. Gives me, gives me. It's giving like post football game. Rock and roll vibe. Rock and roll. All right. So, come at work. What do you reckon? Uh, it turned out better than I expected. To be honest, like, uh, before I started, I thought it would be completely <laughs> because like I just did my internship. Um, I really liked it. I feel like I found exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, therefore I was thinking I don't need any more additional input really. Yeah, you know? I feel that. So, um, but yeah, it was nice. Like actually like going going to other companies as well. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> in terms of um, job opportunities. Mm-hmm. They were kind of useless to me personally because of obviously, like, I think apart from one, like, all is speaking Dutch yeah, on exactly. a daily basis. So that was a that was a bit of a pity. Agreed. But um, yeah, apart from that, it was it was interesting. Like, I mean, I got to visit some companies that I would never voluntarily, like, from my own will, like, look into. I think so. Um, finding out that those companies are actually kind of nice as well. That was that was cool. How about you, though? Um, I mean, I guess, so I also had my internship, right? And it did not go that well. And a big part of it was just how the most of, not most, like 99% of the internal communication was Dutch. So I didn't feel like I fit in. And people didn't really put in an effort to talk to me in English. So I was interested in combat work to see if maybe I would find different companies that didn't have internal communication in fully Dutch but I didn't really get that and I mean there's no one to blame you know I mean I'm also not learning Dutch and so you know but I think that I would rather go somewhere warmer in my future <laughs> so you don't so you don't get a cold that yeah, quickly as well <laughs> exactly I don't have to bike you know but I'm hopefully gonna move to a warmer country with me maybe a a culture closer to mine so i didn't have any huge expectations from this but i think the alumni interviews were quite nice and i got some nice input um but yeah with uh, respect to the company visits you said uh, like i think we only had like one overlap which was like the the uh marketing agency adwise oh yeah it was adwise I think AdWise was pretty cool. Um, their little cinema that we sat in. <laughs> yeah, it was and nice. And I mean, their podcast studio is definitely a lot cooler than the one that we're sitting in right now. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, uh-huh. yeah, it was, uh, I thought it was really interesting. I think AdWise overall so was, my, was my favorite. Yeah, I didn't really like the location though. It was kind of... It's a bit random, right? It was deserted. I'm a big city gal. You know, 
I'm a city girl. I grew up in Sao Paulo, which is like one of the biggest cities in the world, I think. So I don't really like small cities, you know, mm-hmm. but I need a in between because Sao Paulo was like too much. I like, kind of like that wise in terms of the location as well. Because it's empty. For me, like coming from a small town, there's kind of this conflict of me like wanting to do this job that mostly happens to be in bigger cities, uh, but still loving like living in the countryside, you know. Yeah. Mean, so it was n- it's nice to see that, that there's actually companies that can do both, you know. But also I feel like because we both want to go into the creative and marketing field, the big cities where the money at. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the money is where the big cities are. The money is where the big cities are, <laughs> exactly. Let's put in the first quote and then... Insert first quote. All right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> <laughs> just ask a lot of questions never assume that you know things because when you're new to a job you don't know and don't be afraid for asking those questions but if you can find the answer yourself find the answer yourself of course yeah that was one of my interviews her name is mariana de feta i'm hoping i'm pronouncing this the right way probably and um yeah she did a bachelor's in communications just like we're doing now at the UT. Um, however, she did a uh, a master's in like law. Oh, yeah, yeah, smart. Okay, so if I could, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, now uh, she works as a as a privacy counselor. Has been um, working for some some big companies. That's dope. And um, currently operating as a freelancer. At the moment, she works the Heineken company, actually, Ooh. in in Amsterdam. Beer, yeah, beer. We love <laughs> we, we love that. Yeah, and um, does a uh, privacy consolation there. But about her quote, I thought it was funny because what she said, I felt like I heard it every single company visit. Mm. Like everyone said, we don't expect you to know everything because you just can't. And I thought that mm-hmm. was very, very, uh, yeah, took a bit of weight off the shoulders. Yeah, I think for you know. Sure. I think that in my internship, I really struggled with that because they were giving the vibe that's like, don't ask me questions. I'm too busy for this, you know, and then I was stuck and I had to deal with things myself. Mm-hmm. And I think if a company is open minded and realistic about taking in someone new, like fresh off of a bachelor's, for example, that they should understand that, like, I don't know everything. I really don't. So I think it's. If a company doesn't really let you ask questions, like doesn't give you that opening, red flag. Yeah, probably. But um, I mean, I would always look for a company that kind of like um, empowers employees to mm-hmm. like to to learn stuff and yeah, to like exactly. advance and, and stuff. But I still feel like some sometimes you just got to do the first step as well. In my internship, any every time I didn't know anything, I was yeah. just like knocking on people's desks and be like, hey. <laughs> you gotta you gotta explain that one to me like i have yeah. no idea how this works i mean it's just like everything is balance right like you should be able to be independent enough to try to look mm-hmm. for things yourself but brave enough <laughs> to be able to ask <laughs> the questions yeah be like you know i don't know like what's the worst thing that can happen you get fired booted <laughs> 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 I think it's interesting how she says when you think you know something, you probably don't. Like, in what context do you think that applies to? 
to be honest, I think is a bit of a cocky trait of mine. But I feel like that never applies to me. Right? Yeah, like I always think like I can I can figure it out myself, yeah. you know? That's true. But I think it's a bit also discouraging because like since we're both going into the creative field, I think that part of our daily activity requires coming up with original ideas, right? Yeah. And if you have to constantly ask someone, is this good or is this right or is this this or is this that, it also loses a bit of the authenticity of it all, you know? Yeah, it was really important to get feedback as well. Mm -hmm. But feedback is when your creative processing is done, in my opinion. Like you have an outline in your head and it's your process. So I think to to constantly interrupt that process by asking people, is this good, is this bad, is this correct, is this not, kind of kills a bit of your creative confidence, your CC. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like, yeah, maybe that's a good takeaway. Mm. Like, um, I mean, she also said, like, if you can figure out yourself, figure out yourself. Mm-hmm. That in a good, healthy combination with asking for feedback like, will always will always help you to do, to to do it better next time especially when you work with creative people as well like feedback is very valuable to get different points of views to add on mm-hmm. or take away a lot of people think that it's a few weed smoking skateboarding hippies that just write some stuff that is not relevant <laughs> but it's a huge global machine and it's yeah it's, it's just super sick to see what can happen if you put a bunch of uh, creative mid-20s into one room and let them do their thing you know so this was one of my quotes and it m- must be my favorite quote of all time yeah mine too this was lucas one of the alumni i interviewed And he was talking about Vice Media when he worked there. And this is just my ideal work situation. Besides the weed smoking and the (laughs) skateboarding. You don't skateboard. I mean, I can do an ollie. (laughs) No way you can do an ollie. I can do. I was a skater girl for a while. had a thrasher hoodie and everything. It was like the Avril Lavigne song. Mm. She was a skater girl. No, he was a skater boy. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) Vice Media. Vice Media. Like the whole end of that quote, when you just put a bunch of creatives in a room, give them a budget and see what they can do. Like, that's amazing. And like what would happen in Vice is they would give them an issue, right? So, um, so you know the Sinterklaas in the Netherlands? You know the Black Pete thing? Oh yeah, the Zwarte Pete? Sure. They ended up doing like a like a like a chart about different cities in the Netherlands and how prone they were to celebrate with black people or not and if they did they were more prone what would they do about it and if they weren't more prone what would they do about it but it looked really like visual and for anybody to understand what's happening you know mm. and i think that's really cool like you put out an issue and you address it creatively creatively so like was it was like ent- edutainment stuff kind of? That was what? Edutainment. Edutainment. Yeah. Oh. Was it edutainment? It was edutainment. Some edutainment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you think about that quote, Neil? Um. Yeah, I thought it was, it was really funny. First of all, <laughs> like I love, I love the, love the thing with the skateboarders. 
and weed smoking like because i feel like he he nailed it in terms of like what people think they do yeah i feel like that's exactly it also within the industry people people think that you mm-hmm. know yeah but anyway yeah. like i think you really nailed that yeah and um also i was thinking whether i would like that as a place to work at you know mm-hmm. and i think i came to the conclusion that i would like that for a little bit okay you know what i mean no i don't all right what i what i got from it is like there is like kind of a, like a startup mentality a lot of young people a lot of creatives really motivated sitting together in a room thinking of creative ideas you know i feel like that i would love that for a little bit of time maybe like at the at the beginning of a career to just gather all kinds of input but i feel like for long term I think I need some structure. Got to be honest oh, with definitely. that. Yeah. But I mean, I think there's still structure to that. Like, there's still structure to creative brainstorming and creative processes, you know? Even if you do end up sitting in a room and having a creative brainstorm, which I think is really good once in a while to just let it all out and build off of each other, that's not going to be what every single day of your work is going to be, you know? But I think that a lot of times when you have to work at the start of your career, you have to fit in this criteria of maybe you don't want to fit in. Like, I want to be able to dress appropriately to work, but like in a fun way. Mm. And I think a lot of companies have that, that it's reflected that this is a fun company. It's still a company. It's still a business. Do you know Go Spooky? No. Okay, it's a pretty big media company. I had a little visit there. Dope. Dope. That's the vibe that I get. This is cool. There's still structure, but it's creative. Um, People are open. Like, I saw a guy in a neon green suit, and I was like, vibes. (laughs) You know? Like, that's cool. I don't want to feel like I'm going to my 9 to 5 and that I want to throw myself off a building, you know? Fair enough. But, actually, both of my interviews... Uh, d- uh, doing freelance work or have, yeah, their, have, their well. own, have their own business, you know? Wouldn't that be the ideal thing then for you, kind of? Because you said you don't want to work nine to five. If you work freelance, you can plan. No, your no, work not that exactly. I don't want to work nine to five. I don't want to feel. I, I don't that. mind working nine to five. I want to make that cash. You know, I want to get that moolah. But <laughs> like, I want to have fun while I'm doing it. I don't want to dread it. I don't want to wake up and be like, oh my God, here we go again. You know, but for freelancing, it's an interesting concept. I really like the idea, but I need structure in my life. I feel like I would be the most unsuccessful freelancer. (laughs) You know, know, I need, I need, I need some people to kick my ass. It was was like that in high school. It was like that in university. I've always appreciated the teachers that kick asses. External motivation. Yeah. Be like, get your shit together and get it done. And this is the deadline. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if I freelance, I have my own business. I would that would be that would be a tough one for me. Yeah, I mean, that can obviously change as well. Exactly. Um, yeah, maybe in a few years as well, if we want to just travel around the world. I mean, it's that romantic image, and everyone talks about that. Like, yeah. oh, I just need my laptop and a Wi-Fi <laughs> connection, and I can just work from anywhere. Yeah, anywhere in the world. Yeah, f- off. Like, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's not the typical thing like like cool for people to do that like i think you call them digital nomads or something <laughs> yeah but some terminology feel, for yeah. you yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
there's so much I want to do with my life. Don't know about you. I want to travel. I want to experience a lot. And I think freelancing as a career thingy, career thingy, as a career option. They should, they should rename the, the module to that. <laughs> career, <laughs> career thingy. <laughs> Comment work? It, no, nah. it's, it's a module 11 career thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be really nice in the future, but I see a lot of pressure on in this module for us to be like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's a, that's a good point to, to switch on an uh, explode, actually. Oh. Yeah. Shall we? Shall we? Transition. <laughs> Mix it up. Just by nature of having studied communication science, we are good at clearly communicating what it is that we are trying to communicate, feeding them the content that is relevant, not just bombarding them, but rather solving their problem through content. So that was also my quote. That was Meilani, uh, another alumni that I interviewed. And I agree with what she's saying. I think that in the communications field or whatever we're going to do, like digital marketing and stuff, people are like babies, you know, like the audience is like a baby. And you take a spoon with the baby food in, in Portuguese, we say Papa Jibibi. And you oh, give it to them. Here comes the airplane. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of like shoving down a carrot out their mouth, you know, uh, yeah, or like yeah. broccoli, and you're like, yes. eat this. That's a good image, actually. Oh, thank you. What what LinkedIn post did you read that? <laughs> I didn't actually. I just came up with that. Oh yeah, okay. I okay. swear, mm-hmm. when she said force feed, I was like, oh my god, babies. <laughs> <laughs> I think we end up feeding like part of being a good like I don't know digital marketist um, is like understanding how to feed the content to the people you know manipulate them a little bit instead of like forcing something down um what i find cool with your image as well um that it connects to so many different things you know as you said like it doesn't matter if it's like digital marketing advertisement Mm -hmm. and also mariana said when i asked her like you privacy counsel now like Mm -hmm. do you still even use your communication science knowledge from your bachelor's because you're doing something completely else like you're basically a lawyer well, yeah, she, is, she is a lawyer. She's a lawyer. Not basically. I'm sorry for that. Respect on the name. Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, of course, on a daily basis. I mean, like, especially when talking to clients, getting information across. What do you say? Feeding specific information mm-hmm. the right way. That's... uh, Yeah. Well, <laughs> hope she's not manipulating her <laughs> clients. But yeah. <laughs> Isn't communication science kind of just like manipulating people a little bit? But not in an unhealthy way, just like gaslighting them a little bit. It's like I tell you, like, you need this water bottle. And you're like, no, I don't. I'm like, no, you need it. And you're like, I don't. And I'm like, yeah, actually, you do. And you're like, wait, do I need it? It's like this uh, stupid, stupid video of this guy who who tells you, like, sell me this pen. Oh, my God. Isn't that wasn't that Jordan Belfort in Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that was your, silly yeah. video yeah, I mean, award-winning I mean, movie <laughs> I, I mean i mean it is pretty i mean it is kind of stupid learn how to commit fraud 101 it's very it's very bold but 
it is true kind of it's, mm-hmm. it's what what most of us are probably going to do in yeah. some kind of way in the future um yeah i'm just hoping that i can do it the most creative way to be honest same I don't know. I feel like throughout communication science, I didn't feel that good. For example, at research, absolutely not. Yeah. I will not be out here going as a data scientist, you know? <coughs> so when it was stuff like pitches and presentations, I was like, yes, it's yeah. our, my time to shine. Definitely. Also, but like recording this podcast. Yeah, exactly. When I heard podcasts, I was like, oh, I'm ready. The, the minute I, the, the announcement was posted, I immediately texted you. was like, hang on. Hey, let's, <laughs> let's please do this. I was like, perfect fairing. Yeah. Should we do, should we do a high five? <laughs> Short hands, wait. <sighs> oh, yeah, that was good. Was good ass. Oh, that was five. a saucy hand five. Hand five. High five. Do you know what I, um, what I'm kind of afraid of though? Not being able to do creative work anymore because the more you advance to more senior roles, the less creative work you get to do yeah because you're stuck with with management calls you just like coordinating stuff just doing a lot of admin you know mm-hmm. i feel like that would suck like as much as i would love to advance i would always want to have this bit of conceptual creative stuff that i'm doing you know yeah i agree with that that is really scary i don't really have much to add because i agree with you the world changes like every day and with like developing technologies and you never know where that leads you i feel like staying up to date is like one of the most important things for sure i don't know who, who it was but some tutor once said like everything we we teach you today in university is from yesterday you know? oh yeah 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 i saw that on linkedin uh, <laughs> cool yeah <laughs> what we learn in university can never be the actual present you know they can I, always just respond to things that are happening you know I kind of think of TikTok and trends mm-hmm. and it's mad how fast the trends are over, you know? Yeah, but um, I feel like that's a that's a good point of like what we as like the new generation. Gen Z. Gen Z <laughs> entering the, the workforce. Yeah. Can bring to the different industries. For like. sure. Yeah. Who said scrolling in my TikTok for 10 hours wasn't going to pay off? <laughs> But, like, you know, I personally spend a lot of time on TikTok. I'm ashamed. Don't quote me on this. Mm-hmm. Actually, qu- actually, quote me on this. I'm proud. I spend a lot of time on TikTok, and then I'm going to get out of uni. I'm going to start working at a creative agency, and I'm going to get their TikTok booming. Because I'm in touch. Because <laughs> I'm in touch with what's going on. And it sounds stupid, but it's also true. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but the business administration master was a complete waste of a year. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm still really happy I did just purely because it's, it's a backup, right? At least I've got a bit of paper that proves that I have a certain academic level of thinking. Bit of a controversial one, especially considering the person and, and his former role. So... That was uh-huh. Yip Lukin, and uh, you might remember him as one of our tutors in first year. Yip, yip, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but now mm. he's quit his job and founded his own marketing agency. Vibes. And about his quote, I'm actually really happy he, he said it exactly this way. Period. You know? Angry. Because I feel like it's just exactly what everybody thinks, but no one really says it mm-hmm. don't 
put too much pressure on the people to just do masters right away. Exactly. And I think in this module, there was a lot of pressure to talk about what's your master going to be? What do you want to do for your masters? When we went to like the company visit, like AdWise, and that was one of the questions, I think it was like, is masters necessary to like join the workforce? And the guy was like, no, I didn't do it. But then he had to be like, oh, but you, but you, but you should, you know? And in the end of the day, yes, it's just a piece of paper, um, but it's going to help. I mean, to be honest, I think it also depends what you want to do. Because if you study communication science like Marianne, Mariana, and just go off and you're like, you know what, f- it, I'm going to get a master's in law. Like, that's cool. Commandable move. Yeah. There's plenty of reasons that one can do a master, but there shouldn't be that much pressure to do a master. So what you've said, I mean, he did a master in business administration. He got this master. Yeah. He now says it was a bit of a waste of a year. Right. But he also said he's happy you did it, you know? Yeah. I think if you have the money for it and time for it and you want to do it, why not? But there's no, there's no ground from the teachers that can tell you, do as you please. I don't feel like they emphasize as much liberty as we actually have. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Compost. We hope you enjoyed exploring the world of communication with us and gained some valuable insights into the field. Woo! Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate us five stars, because if you do, you're really cool. You're cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, okay, and we'll, we'll see. See you next time. We'll see you next time. Maybe. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye.